all the cowherd boys would daily go to the banks of the Jamuna to water their calves. Usually, when the calves drank water from the Jamuna, the boys also drank. One day, after drinking, when they were sitting on the banks of the river, they saw a huge animal, which looked something like a duck and was as big as a hill. Its top was as strong as a thunderbolt. When they saw that unusual animal, they all became afraid of it. The name of this beast was Bakasura, and he was a friend of Kumsa's. He appeared on the scene suddenly and immediately attacked Krishna with his pointed, sharp beaks and quickly swallowed him up. When Krishna was thus swallowed, all the boys headed by Balaram became almost breathless, as if they had died. But when the Bakasura demon was swallowing up Krishna, he felt a burning, fiery sensation in his throat. This was due to the glowing effulgence of Krishna. The demon quickly threw Krishna up and tried to kill him by piercing him with his beaks. Bakasur did not know that although Krishna was playing the part of the child of Nanda Maharaj, he was still the original father of Lord Brahma, the creator of the universe. The child of Mother Yasoda, who is the reservoir of pleasure for the demigods and who is the maintainer of saintly persons, caught hold of the beaks of that great gigantic duck and, before his coward boyfriends, bifurcated his mouth, just as a child very easily splits a blade of grass. From the sky, the denizens of the heavenly planets showered flowers like the chameli, the most fragrant of all flowers, as a token of their congratulations. Accompanying the showers of flowers was vibrations of bugles, drums, and cockshells. When the boys saw the showering of flowers and heard the celestial sounds, they became struck with wonder. When they saw Krishna, they all, including Balaram, were so pleased that it seemed as if they had regained their very source of life. As soon as they saw Krishna coming toward them, they, one after another, embraced the son of Nanda and held him close to their chests. After this, they assembled all the calves under their charge and began to return home. When they arrived home, they began to speak of the wonderful activities of the son of Nanda. When the gopis and cowherd men heard this story from the boys, they felt great happiness, because naturally they loved Krishna, and hearing about his glories and victorious activities, they became still more affectionate toward him. Thinking that the child Krishna was saved from the mouth of death, they began to see his face with great love and affection. They were full of anxieties, but they could not turn their faces away from the vision of Krishna. The gopis and the men began to converse amongst themselves about how the child Krishna was attacked in so many ways, and so many times, by so many demons, and yet the demons were killed and Krishna was uninjured. They continued to converse amongst themselves about how many great demons in such fierce bodies attacked Krishna to kill him, but by the grace of Hari, they could not cause even a slight injury. Rather, they died like small flies in a fire. Thus they remembered the words of Gargamuni, who foretold, by dint of his vast knowledge of the Vedas and astrology, that this boy would be attacked by many demons. Now they actually saw that this was coming true, word for word. All the elderly cowherd men, including Nanda Maharaj, used to talk of the wonderful activities of Lord Krishna and Balaram, and they were always so much absorbed in those talks that they forgot the threefold miseries of this material existence. This is the effect of Krishna consciousness. 
What was enjoyed 5,000 years ago by Nanda Maharaj can still be enjoyed by persons who are in Krishna consciousness, simply by talking about the transcendental pastimes of Krishna and his associates. Thus, both Balaram and Krishna enjoyed their childhood pastimes, imitating the monkeys of Lord Ramachandra, who constructed the bridge over the ocean, and Hanuman, who jumped over the water to Ceylon. And they used to imitate such pastimes amongst their friends, and so happily passed their childhood life. Thus ends the Bhaktivedanta purport of the eleventh chapter of Krishna, Killing the Demons, Vatsasura and Bakasura.